Hello and welcome to Turn It Down, a good podcast about bad music. Every episode, we take a terrible song, pull it apart, and try to figure out what went wrong. I'm Joe Oaks. And I'm Steve Sachs. And this week, we are going to be listening to something that Steve brought. Steve, what you got? Well, today, it's, you know, in, in a way, it's one song, but in a way, it's many songs. Uh, I'd like to tell you the story of a band called the Royal Guardsmen. Are you familiar with this band? Uh, no, sounds British 60s, but I have no idea. It does sound British 60s. I'm glad you said that. So yes, this is a band that did get their start uh, in the mid-60s. They were originally known as the Posemen, but they, cha- they changed their name during the British invasion to sound more British. They are from, uh, I, I guess this is pronounced Ocala, Florida. And they're, they're best known for uh, this a, a string of songs that came out in the... the um, late the mid to late 60s okay and it occurs to me that one of these might be fairly famous but because i'm jewish i don't know christmas songs um i mentioned you've used this before you've said this before (laughs) i mentioned this kind of to Kristen, my wife and she was like oh i know that song and i was like oh well there goes part of this but i think people don't know the backstory and I think people don't know what happened after this Christmas song. I'm starting to think I know which one this is, and I might like this song. Drop yes. it on me, because I, I Okay, so we're, we're going to start in 1966 with a song called Snoopy versus the Red yes. Baron. Okay. I knew You are it. familiar okay. with this song. <laughs> Do you know much about this song? No, I know nothing about the backstory. I just remember it being on like B101, the oldie station. Mm-hmm. Uh, every Christmas, I just remember it, and I was a you know I was like I like Snoopy. I'm a child, so now, this is great. What you're what you're thinking of is actually Snoopy's Christmas. What I'm talking about is Snoopy versus the Red Baron, which came out in 1966. Oh, I don't know that one. Okay. Well, you kind of do because here I'm going to send it to you, and okay. you t- you take a listen to this song. All right. And get used to the sound of this. Oh, uh oh. Okay. All right. Here it comes. Eighty men tried. So, so, so that's Snoopy versus the Red Baron. Okay, um, I do remember. You were kind of digging that. I don't know. I think you might have misinterpreted my my head shaking. I, I it's got a it's got a sound that I really it is like I have a soft spot for, which is like that era of pop music. I love. Yeah. I love like the Archies. I love all of that shit. Um, it kind of even has like a Pet Soundsy vibe. A like, li- yeah, I can hear like a little bit of Beach Boys, and it. it's a ripoff of like everything that's happening. Yeah, it's like time. CBS cartoon soundtracks. Like, it's like that classic '70s kind of. Yeah, um, 
And I think Bubble for me, what's, sound. what's what's bad about it isn't necessarily how it sounds, although it is a, a little carnival-y and sort of obnoxious in some ways. It's kind of a horrific story, isn't it? But yeah, it's about <laughs> Snoopy <laughs> fighting the Red Baron. Obviously, for those who don't know, World War I, uh, hero of the Germans, the most vicious fighter pilot uh that we fought against in world war one so it's it's a song it's this like happy-go-lucky song about snoopy um fighting the red baron and you might you might say to yourself well where does this band from ocala florida get off writing a song about fucking snoopy fighting the red baron and you know what they were wondering the same thing uh, they actually wrote a second version of this song called Squeaky versus the Black Knight because Uh-oh. <laughs> they were unsure if they could, if they would have the, be able to put out a song about Snoopy. And okay. so let me send you this one. Okay. 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 or more, the bloody Black Knight was rolled up the score. 80 men died trying to end that spree of the bloody Black Knight. Of Germany. Now Squeaky had swore that he'd get that man, so he asked the great leader for a new battle plan. He challenged the German to a real dog fight while the Black Knight was laughing. So you can hear it. It's the same fucking song. It's They're just killing a lot of to, people to to cover their ass. They put out a ver- they they recorded both because they were in the middle of a lawsuit with Charles Schultz, who rightfully sued them. Well, my question is, yeah, this is the tough part. They they were actually writing about the dog Snoopy from Peanuts. One hundred percent. Because I was looking the 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 cover art of the first one, um, yeah. in the video you sent, is just some creepy looking dude in an airplane. It's not Snoopy the dog. That's right. Um, so That's I was like, right. "Is there some World War One hero named whose nickname was Snoopy?" No, no but you remember the from the from you remember. I mean, dude, they reference like the Great Pumpkin in it. Like it's <laughs> straight up about Snoopy. But you remember, like in Peanuts, like Snoopy would sit on the doghouse and like okay, yes. he would be a little fighter pilot. Yeah, and the, and so, the doghouse would fly around. He would shoot down. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So so that version. The, you know, like I said, they recorded this backup just in case because they got they knew they were going to get sued. They did get sued. Uh, they lost the uh, publishing rights to this Snoopy song. Um, but Charles Schultz said, you can write more Snoopy songs because I'll get the rights. So it's cool. Like, I'll own the publishing. We'll all profit. Like, he was kind of smart in that way. I don't think Charles Schultz expected that there would be as many more Snoopy songs as there are. <laughs> yeah, he, he didn't realize what he was signing on. Yeah, to. he was like, yeah. oh, yeah, I mean, you can do whatever you want. Like, write another one. What do I care, you know? Um, now, I'm going to send you this. This is These are the final lyrics of uh, Snoopy vs. the Red Baron. And if you, could, if you could just read them for us. That bloody Red Baron was in a fix. He'd tried everything, but he'd run out of tricks. Snoopy fired once, Andy fired twice, and that bloody Red Baron went spinning out of sight. Okay. Okay. Snoopy wins. Snoopy wins, right? But well, you'll notice we never really get the dead body of the Red Baron. How does every, <laughs> how does every good horror movie... Is that the... 
end, right? With, right, a, yeah, with yeah. the hand popping out of the grave or whatever. Yeah, I'm picturing so the, it, the post-credit sequence where we yes. see him on an island repairing his plane or something. Um, and, and so in it, that that song comes out in '66, and in '67, of course, we get the sequel, oh, "The Return boy. of the Red Baron." <laughs> And I'm going to send you this one. Here it is. I want you to listen, take a listen and do us a favor. Yeah, just take a listen and then do me a favor after that. I'll, I'll check in. With you. Okay. You remember that baron flying high in the sky when Snoopy shot him down with a gleam in his eye. But the German had leaped from his blood red plane just before it burst into a ball of flame. Snoopy circled back to check his kill Saw that bloody red baron standing high on a hill Then he swooped down low, shouted The German shook his fist, you could hear him swearing Hey, watch out there, Snoopy You're really in a mess You thought you were through with that bloody red baron But it looks like he's not down yet what do you notice immediately about that? I mean, a few things. For one thing, what is? Did these guys do anything else? I mean, this is the thing that I'm <laughs> kind did. of like. This is they a lot more than I thought we were getting into, and yeah. they seem to have a strange obsession with World War One history because yes. this is the topic that this is their muse. And mm-hmm. and another thing I also noticed because it's a video. Um, with the art, they again, Snoopy is not on the cover of this, and it's yeah. just a lot of it's a lot of like it's like turning into like a born identity level. Like, there's so <laughs> many twists and turns to this action movie that yeah. we're being subjected to. Like, uh, to me, yes, and and how bizarre is it? It's the same song, yeah. There is, yeah, I mean, it's, it's like identical, in, yeah. You know, can I, you read, oh can you God. do me a favor, uh, as yeah. the uh, as the the resident YouTube comment reader mm-hmm. um, on this podcast, can you read the first comment on this video? I saw, I got a little peek of it and I <laughs> got all excited. Oh, Steve. It's so good. Uh, YouTube user Tom Welty four years ago says, the guys got screwed out of any royalties and deserved better. Harry Winslow, lead singer, is one of my best friends, lives in Missouri today and just makes it. But he's always got a great smile and is one of the finest people you'd ever meet. Best to you, Bear. Tom. <laughs> Best to you, Bear. That's so good. 64 like he's likes. gonna read that comment. Uh, oh, I love that. Man. Okay, so we're in we're in like mid-67. Um, Return of the Red Baron comes out. Uh, but the year the year is not over yet. Uh, the Royal Guardsmen have an album coming out. Um, they call it Snoopy and His Friends. Track one, Snoopy versus the Red Baron, of course. Track two, oh, I sh- and I should say, so, sorry, Winter 67 rolls around. Um, the Royal Guardsmen put out an album. Charles Schultz does the album artwork. Wow, they've really turned this into... Uh-huh, agrees weird. to contribute artwork and allow the group to continue uh, to release these Snoopy songs in exchange for a cut of the royalties. Smart businessman. So track one of the record, Snoopy vs. the Red Baron. Track two, Return of the Red Baron. And track three is the one that I think you're familiar with. The Snoopy's Christmas. Christmas. Yes. I mainly remembered Which, around Christmas, for sure. So let's check this one out. And here it is. I'm getting Slaughterhouse 5 vibes from this. Mm-hmm. 
come out in the First World War. The bloody Red Baron was flying once more. The Allied command ignored all of its men and called on Snoopy to do it again. Was the night before Christmas, 40 below, when Snoopy went up in search of his foe. Despite the Red Baron, fiercely they fought with ice on his wings. Snoopy knew he was caught. Why he didn't shoot, well, we'll never know Or was it the bells from the village below? We are back on. I, you missed me. I have it recorded, but you missed me singing along to the chorus of this fucking song. I'm so glad you were... So you know that well. So t- just give me a little bit of your, you know, your experience with this song. I've never heard that before. It just brings me back to Christmas, and I don't remember that song in particular. I just remember it as part of the radio station's rotation, and we listened to a lot of radio growing up. Right. So we would have, like, Christmas radio on in the house around Christmas, and all the people around, like, it just was one of those things that was ubiquitous, listening to a lot of radio. And I'm from New England, so, you know, I don't know if it's, like, one of those, like, regional... Mm. I don't know. I just associate it with, with that. So, but I, I always remembered too, it being a weird thing. Me thinking about as a fan of the peanuts, obviously a Snoopy uh-huh. fan, I feel like it weirded me out. I'm like, it, it was a little scary for me. I'm like, I didn't know Snoopy was so violent. Right. You know, right. like I, yeah. I was like, that's all I remember about it. It was like it's a rough bizarre one. to me that like, I know we, so we've covered Christmas songs mm-hmm. uh, and I'm sure we'll cover more in the future, but uh, some of our earliest episodes are about Christmas songs. It is shocking that this is a popular <laughs> Christmas song 50 you know years what? on. Let me <laughs> like, just what? Think, yeah. What? We'll need to dissect the lyrics because like, I'm also right here. I don't, I didn't listen to enough of it to figure out how they connect Chris, the the chorus, this beautiful yeah. Christmas chorus that like is such a good Christmas song chorus, with the story of of fucking uh, World War One carnage. Like, so it's the, about you know, it, it's about the uh, this truce, uh, the 1914 Christmas oh, truce. Yes, World War One, German and uh, British troops uh, initiated between each other a, tr- a truce. I know this from reading the, Wik- the Wikipedia, not because I'm smart. Um, <laughs> they cleared the they cleared no man's land of all the bodies. They they cleaned right. up the trenches and they shared gifts. They played uh, football. That if was you will. in a movie, American right? Soccer. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I can't Probably. remember. Probably like it's kind movie. of an amazing story. Absolutely. Um, and it says it says in from the Wikipedia it says the song even has the initiator correct as it was generally the German soldiers who called over to the British and initiated the truce and in the song it's the Red Baron who extends the hand of Christmas friendship to Snoopy. Okay. <laughs> so now the thing is, is I don't I don't feel like this Christmas song doesn't feel like a culmination of the story. It feels like oh we're not there what, yet. Yeah, what you've shown me. This feels like like a like a a special Christmas episode of a of a of a series. Yes, you know. Yeah. Well, we um, have we're we're not out of the '60s yet. Okay. And Snoopy <laughs> and Snoopy having returned from World War One, of course, 
of course, is a war hero. Uh, it's 1967. 68 is an election year, famously tumultuous riots at the, the DNC. Oh, yeah, good um, God. MLK is assassinated that year. Uh, RFK is assassinated that year. And what did the Royal Guardsmen, how did they react to this, you ask? Well, they had Snoopy run for president. So here's, <laughs> here's Snoopy for president. I have no idea what that means. By the Royal I, Guard. I, <laughs> the time had come in 68 to elect a president. All the famous candidates thought they were heaven sent. They screamed and raved and bounded, their hands upon their hearts. But soon the noble promises were hard to tell apart. Waiting at the phone, that's your dog to see rave. And everybody hoped that soon the country he would save. that the music's pretty good it's not so bad that one is that one's the uh, probably the most friendly on the ears sort of like yeah it's kind of typical yeah you know it still has the same exact like like cadence and beat yeah the rest of them um they they and i guess it seems like maybe the public agrees with you because what they ever the opportunists uh they released this as a single like into the mid 70s every election cycle for like every four years what um, i suppose snoopy was not victorious but the band broke up in 69 okay. okay okay and so they break up they, they they've been releasing these songs and it's in some ways it's odd you know america we 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 obviously fought in world war one this is what these this song is about there was a lot of there was world war ii we had uh korea vietnam yeah. there was all these adventures snoopy could have gone on <laughs> In, but I guess that because maybe because the band broke up, they decided you know the, the lead songwriter decided not to send him there. I, I don't know. Snoopy doesn't. He ends up not fighting in any of these other wars. I don't know if he retires or what. But you know, it he's does, probably seen a lot of shit, man. Like, he's seen a I lot of shit. If you want to get out after all that, I think geez. he's got. I think he's got a lot of pent up rage. You know, we America really didn't have many full on conflicts. Until like in the in the in the late seventies, yeah, into the eighties, yeah. we had um, Desert Storm, yeah, Desert Storm, yeah, skirmishes Storm in, the in the early nineties. Yeah. Uh, but and I think so. I think Snoopy was feeling pretty good, mm-hmm. and I don't think it was until two thousand one. Oh boy, when he wasn't involved in the the Bosnian conflict at all. He wasn't, no, he wasn't involved in the Bosnian conflict. No, no he managed okay. to avoid that. Yeah, good. Clinton That's didn't good. send him over. That was rough over. Um, but I think he felt a certain responsibility after the tragic events of 9-11. Oh, no. Because, oh, no. And, this is, and this is really the song I wanted to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, is very unexpected, man. I, am, I don't know if I'm ready for this. In, in you know, <laughs> he, and what I want to say, too, is he really took his time because it could have been that on 9-12, 
he said, I know exactly who's responsible for this. I'm going to go after him. But no, it wasn't oh, no. until 2006 that Snooby decided, I think now is the time. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I, I thought it, you were going to say like, but by November. He oh, no, no, he no. <laughs> he waited a good five years and decided it was time to take on Osama bin Laden. So this is Snoopy versus Osama. Yeah, he was like, it's gone on too long. He should, <laughs> someone needs to take this fucker down. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right, so here it, here it is. I've, I've um, got this queued up. This is really the one I want to dig into. I've got the, uh, I wasn't able to find the lyrics anywhere, so I transcribed them for us. Damn, we can dude, go through them you. afterward. I would love for you to listen to this all the way through. Uh, I, I and, would uh, want we, we more. Can, yeah, we can take a look at it. Okay. Snoopy versus Osama. Oh, dude, man. I'm diving into something and I am apprehensive. Here we go. When the orders came down, they were short one man. So Charlie asked Snoopy, would you join the band? It's off to the hills and follow the map. Just get Ben Laden, don't you take any crap? Osama Bin Laden keeps running away. Snoopy's gonna find him one of these days. And when he does, you know we're all gonna sing goodbye. I mean, I don't even know. I, I think just off the bat, would you do us a favor and read that first comment? Yeah, I gladly. And then, you know, I want to respond to this because I was feeling a lot of things through that trip. Okay, first, first comment from Deidre Ambrose two years ago. Believe it or not, I know these guys. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I used to hang out at Barry. I have not seen Barry Winslow's name spelled correctly. The first time there was no B, so I thought it was Harry. And now it says Barry Windlows. Uh, maybe that uh, is the right one. Sorry. Okay. Anyways. And yet they all know him. Very. They know this guy. I used to hang out at Barry Winlow's house when he lived in Batesville, Arkansas. I know John Burdett as well. Barry and I went to the same church together. Oh boy. I love it. I just love like all their friends. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they're going like, to YouTube hey, you know, to check uh, we out used to be, we're the, you know, you should check out our songs on YouTube. Just so I, I love that. But with that out of the way, uh, what, what do you think of this, Joe? Yeah. <laughs> can I read a comment a couple do down and then I can jump into this? Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, YouTube user Sir LGM four months ago says, well, Snoopy's fellow canine Conan did find and went after that ISIS leader Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi and as a coward blew himself up with some children in order to avoid getting bitten and captured by Conan. 
That's fucking a lot, dude. That's nuts. Holy um, shit. What? How many views is this? How many views does this have? Well, there's 20 comments. 8,939. I would love to know the percentage. Somebody crunched the numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, the percentage of people commenting uh, in comparison to the number of people listening. There's a big overlap. Like more than yep. more than normal. Definitely. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. Another another comment on this. I know we do a YouTube comment section, but I'm just seeing these right now, and I'm like, Michael there, Glover. Th- this is the only. This is the only version of this. So okay. Go wild. Michael, I cannot find this anywhere <laughs> else. Four years ago, Michael Glover says, "I would like to see these guys do a song about Snoopy killing Barack Obutthole." <laughs> what, dude? <laughs> Did you see that? I'm laughing at not. I'm not. You know why I'm laughing. Yeah, I'm not laughing because know, that's a good idea. Like, it's just that's insane. I, uh, that's why I'm laughing is because it's it's like what? How how did Snoopy go from? Like we can all agree <laughs> that the Red Baron was a bad guy, and we can all agree that Osama bin Laden was a bad guy. But this has a much different fucking tone. <laughs> yes, you know yeah. this is like yeah. well, speaking sca- of which, like scary shit. Speaking of which, we should dive into these lyrics, but because I think that they're consistent with the tone of that comment. But, oh boy, uh, yeah. But what? But what were you going to say? Let's. I mean, maybe let's just talk about the music first. And th- it's funny to me that they stopped in 1969. Right. Yeah. And the style of their music was this sixties bubblegum pop stuff. And they come back, you know, and I, I kind of see this a lot with other like bands of that period who, who try to do a comeback record, like, um, you know, the zombies and, and a few other bands, uh-huh. they do the, they want to do something new and exciting, but they just go to the seventies. They don't yeah. they, That was the newest, most exciting thing. So that sounds like the Eagles to me. I was going to say sounds it sounds like, like 80s Dylan. Yeah, it yeah. sounds like 80s Dylan. Like it's just like warmed over rock, like yeah. very uh microwaved, you know? Yeah, everything's it kind of smoothed over. It's real gross, man, and they all sound like you can just picture the garage they're in. You know what I mean? You yeah. can picture the tools and the they're like I don't know what it is. They just feel so like dudes you see you know i i don't know how to put it but like yeah i i feel like that's the sound of like outdoor barbecue yeah like a live band at an outdoor barbecue of it's old like dudes that lonely just, uncle music but, exactly <laughs> yes <laughs> lonely uncle yeah yeah <laughs> no offense to all the lonely uncles it, it, it really is though why is that a sound like <laughs> Yeah, I swear to God, I, I know it's kind of tangential, but like the new zombies, the, the not new, but like the zombies put out an album. I love that the record um, Odyssey and Oracle is one of my favorite albums of all time. And mm-hmm. they put out an album that sounds just like that. It's all like just like super local bar blues rock thing, which is nothing, you know, there's What's no cr- psychedelia. Yeah. There's nothing exciting happening anymore. It's crazy. Right. I'm moving on Like a ship sailing wind blown Who can say Where the rainbow What's crazy too is like that song I'm pretty sure is just a slowed down version of the Snoopy versus the Red Baron. Can I listen to it again for a second? Yeah, Because yeah, I didn't really ahead. hear that. I thought they were like, oh, well, they wrote a new song after 40 years. <laughs> Yeah, it is an Eagles arrangement. Yeah. It is a Don Henley arrangement of 
the same song. Can and I also everything's just say, the same. Like, it feels like they were trying to make a Vietnam War song, too. You know what I mean? Yes. They were trying to be like <laughs> yeah. protest, like, you know, like fucking Buffalo Springfield style protest yeah. song against Barack Obama. Like, Every, everything. <laughs> yes. And, but everything about it is like the same, like down to like, they have like that, uh, I, I wrote down prayer call. I'm sorry to anybody who, I, you know, yeah, I'm not sure what it was, but it's a horrifically racist fucking move. It, it, yes. Yeah. It's clearly like, uh, a, a religious racist thing. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. a Islamic, some kind of, you know, Islamic prayer or, or, uh, language that is they're yeah. praying. It's clear. It's it's, you know? it's like, but like in the in the in the Red Baron one, you know, yeah. it's like not any or like they've ripped it from a YouTube video. Yeah, like it sounds like that. You know, it's and like, and it just as far as the construction, like the Red Baron stuff starts with like you know German yeah, in the same <laughs> way, and then the, the drums start, and then the the you know, like the instruments come in. They hated the crowd. They got one mode. <laughs> yeah, they really do. They're really like they love these. This is a nationalist band. I didn't even realize it, <laughs> but this is a nationalist. This is like a like a fucking nationalist band. They're like the first fascist fuck the Germans. Yeah, well, because you're yeah. all the anti-German <laughs> sentiment. Like anyone with a German last name in America was like, how old are these fucking guys? <laughs> were they alive during like World War II? Like, what's their deal? How old were they when this shit came out? The the yeah, first one, our first American fascist band. I guess so. Yeah, they uh, yeah yeah paved the way for skinhead bands mm-hmm, going mm-hmm. forward. All right, let's let's maybe let's dive into these <laughs> lyrics. Jeez. Okay. So, oh boy, verse one. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, Snoopy versus Osama. Out in the desert in a real bad land. Uh. <laughs> Just immediately <laughs> off the bat, like. <laughs> Blanket racist statement, line one. The land is bad. Yep. Some people want to see the end of man. Al-Qaeda took over from the Taliban, terrorizing (laughs) all they can. (laughs) Oh, boy. And now we got verse one, verse two. Let's cut to a different scene. Now Snoopy's in the motorboat, but wants to fight. He wants to keep his friends all safe at night. Charlie drives a Bradley and Snoopy makes her sing, waiting for the orders just to go do their thing. Chorus. Osama bin Laden keeps running away. Snoopy's going to find him one of these days. And when he does, you know we're all going to sing goodbye, bin Laden, and the end of your terrorist reign. What a chorus. Crazy. (laughs) It's... What I'm seeing here before I go forward, it's like they are reveling in that same sort of bloodthirsty thing that was um, in the original, but uh-huh. it's so much more sinister because, like, back then, like the the World War One, it, w- it was like this historical event, and everyone knows, like, every How the discourse is everyone is like this. Fuck these people; they deserve to die. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. This has such a different tone because it's like an ongoing conflict where uh-huh. it, it, it's so different. And yet they were gloating about 30, 40, 50 people dying at Snoopy's hands last time. So it kind of makes sense. <laughs> um, here we go. Verse three. When the orders came down, they were short one man. So Charlie asked, is it Charlie Brown? Charlie Brown. It, is. it, took, me, it took me a while. It took me a while to get that too. I was, 
I was going to ask you, because when I first started reading it, he only says Charlie. And like you were saying about Vietnam, I was like, well, Charlie is, is slang for like the enemy. So I was like, oh, Charlie drives a Bradley. Like, I guess he's talking about the enemy. Mm -hmm. No. And then he was like, Charlie asked Snoopy to join the band. And I'm like, wait, the enemy. And then I was like, oh shit. Charlie's oh Charlie Brown's over there too. Like mm-hmm. they've teamed up. This is a peanuts man. We got fucking <laughs> pig pen holding an AK. We got fucking <laughs> oh boy. Lucy's got the football. Yeah, you know. Linus is cowering under his blanket. Mm-hmm. He's just in the art. Fucking... He's in the Navy band. What a pussy. <laughs> what a pussy. <laughs> I almost did that. I was in. The I know Navy. that's I a, that's did. why I said it. <laughs> man. Oh boy. Um, I the, the line right after the so Charlie asked Snoopy, would you join the band? is great too. It's off to the hills and follow a map. Just get bin lauded. Don't you take any crap. <laughs> it's just so lazy. <laughs> it is. They're tired. They sound like yeah. tired. That's what it is. The the earlier ones, they sounded like nervous. Mm-hmm. You notice that they sounded very sad there. to be singing. There's this anxious, like righteous rage bubbling under the surface, and I think here we're hearing it full on. So we have our chorus again, and then verse three. Oh man, this is rough, dude. Heading down a pathway when a bomb blew up, the tank was out of business, and old Charlie was hurt. Snoopy says to Charlie, "You just sit tight. I'll fix everything. It's gonna be all right." A harrowing scene. I'm not liking this, man. This is hard to read. <laughs> oh my god! And it gets worse. Yeah, I, I'm not looking forward to this. I literally was just talking to someone who knows someone that this fucking happened to. So it's like Jesus Christ. Verse four. Then up ahead, in a cloud of dust, stood Old Bin Laden, just looking at us. Snoopy smiled and aimed. Then he fired his gun. Take this, Bin Laden. Now you don't have to run. And then they switch up the chorus a little yeah, bit. They do switch it up. Uh, Osama Bin Laden won't be running away. Snoopy's finally found him, and this is the day. He took him out. Now the world can sing. Goodbye, Bin Laden, and the end of your terrorist reign. And then we have America the Beautiful on MIDI trumpet. Um, yeah. And there we go. And, and then I had a note at the bottom where I, I thought it was terrorist reign, but I think it also works as terrorist ring. Like a ring of terrorists, yeah. Yeah, like because yeah. there is this. So I, I it's hard to hear, but it's the know. less poetic op- it's the less poetic option, so you, that's probably what it is, ring. <laughs> if I had to <laughs> yeah, guess, yeah. it's the least the less smart. The one. end of your, your terrorist ring. Oof. Uh, yeah. Fun stuff. Um Yeah, so uh, uh, and the the end of that, they they kind of like repeat that chorus twice in the same way that they do for these other ones. There's one uh where they well, they do that for the Red Baron. Instead of that he's saying that he's going to be going to hell, they're like, the Red Baron, he's going to be going well, the Red Baron, <laughs> going to well, the Red something like that. Like yeah, they cut right. off hell in the same way. So again, they're just repeating these these little tropes, this like interior, in, you know, internal world of they, ideas for 50 straight years. They, yeah, they've plugged different variables into the same equation here. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, These fucking hacks. uh, Of course, uh, uh, Osama bin Laden was still alive uh, when this came out, and don't tell me. 
Well, there's no other songs. Thank I was going to say, if they were like, Snoopy but, did it. <laughs> but, but, uh, so he was, um, the, the news came out that he was killed on May 2nd, uh, 2011. And I found this thing, uh, published May 3rd in the Tampa Bay Times. Um, it's, the headline is Anthem of the Day, Snoopy vs. Osama by Ocala's The Royal Guardsman. Hmm, it says, wow. well, that didn't take long. Within hours of President Obama's announcement <laughs> that Osama bin Laden had been killed, an Ocala group called The Royal Guardsman has sent out a press release reminding everyone of their 2006 song, Snoopy vs. Osama. So, oh, like, no. these guys are just chomping at the bit, you know? The opportunism, like... They're like, it's, it's going to be soon. Yeah. <laughs> they thought ahead. Because they, they waited planned. that long. This wasn't about 9-11. This was about the war. This is this was like them just cheering on. Like, let's, you know. Yeah. And, and I think there's just a history of them, like, like the, with the election song. Like, they, they're, they're, they're marketing people first and, like, or, or, or PR people first and, like, musicians second, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, they're yeah. thinking about, like, okay, we can put this song out every four years Till forever, yeah, you know, and and I guess they they maybe they were thinking that with this where they were like, we can write this now, yes, get some play on it or whatever, put it Just out. That's what they're trying to do. Build up a little grease, and then people will yeah. remember when it happens. They're they're taking yep. they're looking at the long game, is what it sounds like. Uh, this is, there's a quote here from uh, Randolph Michaud, president of the Royal Guardsmen's label, Star Creek Records. In a, in a statement at the, at, uh, right after Osama bin Laden was killed, he says, The guardsmen were convinced that we would not let this mass murderer get away forever. They didn't know when or how, but they knew we'd get bin Laden at some point. And when we did, we'd celebrate. Snoopy versus Osama is really a joyous song of celebration for people around the world. Hopefully everyone will listen and start dancing in the streets. Oh, my God. Why is it that this seems so much more like... Because they're cheering on, they're cheering on, it's got to be that the fact that they're cheering on conflicts that are happening as they go with this, like, tone. I think also, it's also that, this is going to sound strange, but I think that the more, like, liberal-minded people understand that when we were fighting fascism and Nazism, I think there was like a more clear cut good and evil side yeah. of things there. Well, you right? also like, had you had societal, you had national unity and you didn't have dissenting voices in the media. Right. And know? I think that with the Osama bin Laden thing, um I, I think well, first of all, there's there's you know, there's a lot of conspiracy around why sure. we went to war sure. there in the first place and there are a lot of question marks. I think it's less clear there. I don't know um, enough to to talk about it. I'm not saying 9-11 inside job stuff. I'm saying like yeah. weapons of mass destruction and all the kind of Bush, you know, yeah. uh, what were we the questions doing around over there. Yes. Yeah. Yes. What was it and, actually about? What, what were and we, then I think, know. I think that, um, the, again, like the more, uh, maybe the more empathetic among us can understand or, or, or let's say this. When, you remember when Osama bin Laden was killed, right? Yeah. And you remember a lot of people were celebrating, and a lot of people were like, it does not matter. Um, it doesn't matter. We are celebrating the death of a human being. And, and it's really, a little that's, more complicated than that. Yes. There's a, there's a 
it's a gray area and if you're if you can be empathetic and understanding you can understand maybe not why someone would commit a huge terrorist attack but you can understand okay these are people that see themselves as as you know as freedom fighters Mm -hmm. for a cause that they feel you know and we have been in that region for years and years and years we uh, are you know killing killing their families killing their, so we are it's a way lot of more contentious yeah. yeah we weren't involved in what was happening in europe until we were involved you know what i yep. mean uh and so it was way more like okay we're going in there and we're gonna try to it was it was more of like a you didn't get the as, sense as, that we were the aggressor in this case it really does seem like whether or not that's true of either situation is a, is a, a definitely a complicated matter but i yeah uh, to me we are undoubtedly the aggressor in this situation, which makes this right. sound like a rallying cry for fucking uh, warmongering barbarians. You know what yes. I mean? Yes. In comedy, there's a lot of uh, talk about uh, not punching down. Yeah. And, yeah. and something mm. there's something about uh, cheering on like the world's largest you know, armed forces against one man. That seems yeah. like it, well, not punching only, down. Yeah. You know? well, not like, only that, the other thing is like, uh, you know, you can't ignore the fact that the Germans were white. Right. You know, right. Yes. That there, makes a racial it a lot component. fucking different because there's a racial component, a religious component. And he does not, the lyricist here does not shy away from that at all. It's not like this nuanced portrait of the conflict out of, out of the gate line one. This is definitely like, someone who uses the word Muslim as a slur. Right. You know what I mean? Yes, this is definitely yeah. the, the opening with that that song. And then like, that that's not, that that's pretty clear what you're doing. So that's like a lot different. When we were talking about, there's this sense of like respect for the Red Baron's prowess. Yeah. You know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah, there's yeah. all this shit about like this noble uh, warring uh, nations thing. And then this is just like, let's go fucking get that fucker. Let's <laughs> yeah. shoot yeah. him down. Yeah. Bomb the, bomb the shit out of them, as Trump would say. And then it's Snoopy. <laughs> it's fucking Snoopy that they're just... And, and, and this is what I wonder. You know, as you say, yeah. Yeah, it's Snoopy. Charles Schultz... It's a pacifist. He, he didn't... But he also... He, you know, he said like, hey, I'll take the rights. You can write the songs. It's fine. That's the deal. I don't think he ever foresaw a future... <laughs> No, you I'm know, sure where, they, where this would happen. When did he die? I remember that. I remember be like hearing about him dying. But was he alive when this came out? You know. Uh, oh man, that's a great I remember, question. I remember hearing, like, I remember it no. being in the news, and I, I read some stuff about Charles Schultz. He's a very interesting dude. He, he um, died February twelfth, two thousand. Okay. Wow. Which, which for me, and I said it at the time, was my nine eleven. <laughs> <laughs> but you know the thing is 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 uh much like the memorials for that we you know he lives on through his art and oh, there's a whole community of people like the royal guardsmen around charles schultz that are going to keep the spirit of snoopy alive yeah you know now let me ask you something because i earlier alluded to your navy service yes uh as a uh, a veteran, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Uh, How, some listeners might not know this. Yeah, I was in the Navy for four years uh, out yes. of high school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How does all this strike you? I, that's an interesting. You know, recently I met I met someone at work who's also a veteran who who went yeah. into the you know sort of 
creative like entertainment field. And um, it brought up a lot of sort of, I hadn't really thought about that, that period of my life in a long, long time. So it's funny that you bring that up today because that's like kind of it was top been of on mind. my mind. Well, you yeah, even mentioned you even mentioned yeah, and you even mentioned earlier in reading through the lyrics, you're like, I know someone who this happened to, and I kind of, you know, I well, yeah, no, it, I but. don't, I don't know, I know someone who who like told me a story about that sounded just like that, but it wasn't about Charlie Brown. It was about like his best friend, you know. So <laughs> well, like, Charlie Brown and Snoopy <laughs> like, are best friends, to be fair, but yeah. And dogs are man's best friend. I'm so glad we were recording separately so I can edit out when I laugh at some of this <laughs> shit. But anyways, to get back to the subject. Um, yes. Me as a veteran. Well, I guess I've been around. The, the, thing, the thing to remember about the military is that um, a lot of people who don't like Walmart work at Walmart. You know what I mean? Right. It's one of those things where I found a community of people who are like-minded because I am a very... Cause I'm a very, I'm not stoked on the government and never really was. Um, but mm-hmm. life circumstances led me to a situation where I did, you know, joined the military and went off and did that. Um, but at the same time, you are exposed to a lot of fucking people who are in this camp. Right. But there is a sort of sense of, I think people can sense who has these, aggressive sort of racist like militaristic beliefs and then who's kind of just there to get to work and yeah. do whatever and and have their own reasons for being a part of that organization. So to me it it's just kind of like I mean it's funny actually you know that you bring this up that it's like it reminds me me being a veteran that there is a perception that this is like a thing in the mil- this is like something that I would have been really close to, you know what I mean? Uh Mm -hmm. And you know, it's, yeah, it's an interesting thing to think about because I did not know many people who expressed to me, uh, this degree of like kind of what feels like hatred, you know what I mean? Like I didn't really see that that much. I definitely heard people say, you know, celebrate getting terrorists or fighting terrorists. That was a big thing. But I also remember being around in 2001 and the consensus was that was a good thing. Yes. That yeah. was everyone rallied around that. So, well, I, I, that's kind of what's strange, not strange, but, um, you know, I was like 13 after nine 11 or whatever, yeah. or 12 or yeah. something. And so, you know, in the days, like you said, like, Oh, I thought earlier when I brought it up and I was like, he waited a while to put out this song in November, which was what you joked is when this song should have come out. Uh, this was kind of the prevailing. Yeah, this feeling, is this was this know? was very common. I remember I yeah I, you know my family were very liberal, very you know anti-war people, but everyone's like, well, you know, this is the reasonable thing. We have to do this. The world's different now. Yes, you know, like that. Yeah. Everyone was so shocked by this because it threatened our sense of national security or it made people realize the fragility of anyone anywhere. Yes. You know, um, and, but by 2006, it had, it had separated into people who were like, Oh, wait a second. Yeah. And people who were like all these people who are thinking differently now are traitors. Um, I did, this was still a common, like you said, like, or I think you're about to say this was still a common, uh, way of seeing it. But I, I think it was considered 
fringe or or maybe considered extreme extremist to have this kind of viewpoint you know yeah it exists well it's but. such a it turned into such a yeah you're hunting down demons is the way they were treating it and there's the right. sense that it was it was that this region of the world is full of evil people like uh-huh. that's the that's the the unspoken you know and that they might nod be, and thing between everyone is that it's like that is an evil place full of evil people that want the destruction of everything good. And some of those people might even be here too. Exactly. Or you they're, they're yeah. among us and they're secretly... Yeah, oh, you can't, you look, can't trust yeah, them. Anytime and, you see someone who, who matches your idea of what a terrorist looks like, right? It's an, it's, yeah, it's this paranoid, this, this sort of collective psychosis. I, I did know people who joined the military right after 9-11. I did work with people who they joined within weeks of it happening and they oh, were still wow. in the military. So that was an interesting thing. They, some of them had changed their views entirely. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. So, so some of yeah. them had moved on from that and we're, but we're still, we're traumatized by the experience of fucking feeling that way and then realizing they were wrong. This might so, minimize anyways. like being, yeah, th- this might minimize the experience of being in the military, I don't know if this is going to come across as offensive. No, but no, no. It almost reminds me of like sports. Like it's almost like fans of teams, uh, you know, hate the rival more than like the players. Like the players kind of know, yes. like, this is my job. I got to go out there and compete. I mean, absolutely. I don't, you know, if I'm on the, if I'm on the Yankees, like, yeah, I want to beat the Red Sox, but like, do I hate the Red Sox? No, not as much as like that fan in, you know, row seven or whatever, in the same way that like, did you hate what, you know, the people, no, but you knew you had a job to do. Yeah. And, and back home, the fans of the military, if you will, the American people, the sort of these, the people writing lyrics like this are the ones that are like, it's kind of like they, they buy into the fiction. Oh yeah. yeah, it, yeah. In the it's same way that like a sporting event. King Ar- yeah. 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 Sporting event. Yeah. It is. You're cheering on a team of of superhuman tough guys who right. who are uh, uh, fighting for the good guys against the bad guys. Who, you know, you know, they're the orcs or something. Yeah. Um, it's maybe it's the other way around. Then maybe it's that sports is sports more like is, makes the, you wonder. You know, oh, why did why did sport? Why did us a violent species uh, create yeah. sports? <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's a great analogy because. Um, yeah, I, for me personally, I was a, uh, a, I worked in the engine room. I was trained in like nuclear propulsion and I essentially worked on valves and stuff. And I was 14 stories below the water and I didn't see shit. You know, I didn't see the planes. I didn't see bombs. I was never on the ground in a combat area. I was never on a submarine. Like I, I didn't really, it was easy for me to not think about where I was or why I was there. And honestly, so much of, if you've read catch 22 or familiar with that story, the military is, is just a redundant bloated. It's full of just unnecessary things happening. I don't feel like I ever did anything that needed to happen. It was just money flowing through the organization and us just sort of projecting just in case anyone's looking, here's what we're doing and what we have. And it's this sort of uh, grotesque, display of of power and and the concentration of power and um 
you know, violence and intrusive, you know, I I think my political beliefs are becoming clear, but I'm not the only one who feels this way. But I think that (laughs) the, the, a lot of, no, and of course you're not, you're not, you're not the only thinking person working, (laughs) you know, 40 stories below deck or whatever. There are a lot of people who are there almost beyond due to circumstances beyond their control or out of sheer ignorance of the world. And there are great benefits. I know people who, uh, with this quarantine, were basically expressing gratitude that, you know, no matter what the military, especially the military under Trump, is like, you know, they and their family are set for life. And in a situation like this, they are set for life. They are good. That's not talking about the people who are out to sea and getting uh, sick and all that, but not to get into that topic very much, but I'm just saying that the, like, there are people who feel the way about the Navy that it's like, well, it's, a, it's beyond my control. It's a system that is, has always and will always continue, and I'm ensuring that I have a good life by doing this, and I'm grateful for that. And, you know, that's yeah. some people... Yeah, I can understand it. That's how they feel. So that's... Yeah. But to get back to Snoopy versus <laughs> Osama... <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I have another musical tangent yeah, yeah, yeah. to go please, on. Please. Actually, yeah, I, you got um, me off the, on a topic that's, that's yeah. I have a lot the, of no, it's about, it's so. I, it's super interesting, and yeah. I just I thought I, I thought it. that you would have uh, you know a unique perspective on this yeah. as someone who has served. I think it's very easy for people to write songs like this, you know, that are this these jingoistic, um, you know, rah rah go troops mm-hmm. things and yeah. when they haven't been there and they don't really know, you know, and it's funny that for you, the experience of being in the military was like, sounds like kind of boring. I, well, no, it was definitely not boring, but it was, um, well, it your day to day, you weren't out here with Charlie, you know, oh, uh, no. what is the line here? No, um, hey, there's all kinds of different interesting ways to live, man. There, there are people doing that, sh- certainly. Oh, absolutely. No, no, no. But for every one person doing that, there's probably oh, no, 10, yeah. 20, 30 people, 40 stories below deck, yeah, there's, working in the engine There's room, cooks you know? who make sure... That's interesting. It's, there's, yeah. there's cooks, there's ad- administrative people, there's IT, there's right, right. HR, there's all of that Where's shit. that song? <laughs> yeah, I want to hear the yeoman's anthem, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I... It, it, yeah, it, it's definitely, I don't think anyone in the military ever has a, an uneventful, uninteresting experience with it. Right. Because it is, a, it is a wild ride, especially for someone who doesn't necessarily agree with the things that they're doing. Um, and yeah, it's just interesting that it's like a lot of times veterans are perceived as this. Totally, just, yes, yes. You know, flat out. I, tell, I avoid telling people because of this. Right, and I and I don't think it's helped by, unfortunately, by by music generally. This song, like the sentiment of it, kind of. I'm not that familiar with this song, only with like the sort of big chorus line. But are you familiar with uh, "Courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue" by Toby Keith? You're damn right. I'm. <laughs> yeah, dude, I know the words to that song. That's one of those songs that I would put on ironically at 4th of July parties, decked out in all kinds of 4th of July shit, setting sure. off fireworks and drinking beers, sheerly out of irony with my friends. Like, yeah. we all know we're fucking around, and that is the song. And it is a, f- yeah, I know that song. Yeah. To me, it has like a similar energy, you know? Yeah, it definitely like, does. 
it's like cheering on the, the it's, I, I don't it's like it's there's anti-war music and then there, I, I guess there is pro-war there's music war music is, yes, war is what anthems. we're realizing here yeah it's like a pro-war anthem yeah do you want to listen to that a little bit yeah sure it's, it's raining down on you I'll brought to you courtesy of the red white and blue This big dog will fight when you rattle his cage And you'll be sorry that you mess with the U.S. of A. Cause we'll put a boot in your ass It's the American way Help the sound Put your name at the top of his list And a statue of liberty started shaking her fist No, it is definitely another rah-rah war anthem. Yeah, there, there's and just it's literally. I mean, it's directly connected to 9/11. He references the sucker punch. No, I remember you know. this song was popular and it was a mainstream hit. Yeah, you know, it was clo- it was CMA, but it was like co- pop country that everyone heard. Mm-hmm. And um, I this song for me, okay, I hate everything about it, but I like listening to it. Yeah, I have to say it. Like it, 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 it just brings me back. There's such a, a dark irony to it for me, because mm. this is definitely like it's a caricature. The guys that were I, even like you get close to him because you're living in close quarters with him. But God, there are guys yeah. who this is their hero. He's he's doing a caricature, just like any pop star, of right. a, of, of of a really extreme version of. Like that guy might not really exist like him, but he's like the ideal that a lot of guys have. And so Toby Keith, Toby Keith, yeah, he's like yes, he's yeah. like a, a sort of mythical status version of like the dude with the truck that I worked with. Uh huh. You know? Uh huh. Uh-huh. But yeah, no, it's this it's this rallying song. You know, it's a very it's a very strong and example. you feel it when you listen to it. Yeah. Whereas the like, Snoopy song, yeah, yeah, dude, yeah. yeah. Like, you can't help but feel that feeling when you listen to this. Well, there's part of that, but there's also just, like, certain little musical tricks, like, you know, adding, like, an extra bar before the chorus hits just to, like, get that, get that, you know, suspense to build or, like, that line right before the boot in your ass. There's a little bar. It's just, like, he knows what he's doing. It's purely you know, it's, the It's craft a masterful it. song. Yeah, the craft is very high. It's kind of like, Whereas, um, and, you know, when you think of, like, religious music and gospel music and, oh, and music yeah. that rallies a bunch of people together to like really believe in a thing it uses those devices and the video i was watching was like a live show for like a uso that's what i was watching show. too right uh, and yeah. you know you, you see a couple of those b-roll crowd shots not everyone's stoked to be there right for one thing and i know you know um the the other thing is like yeah it looks it's like a church service type energy and those little musical moments like there's sort of I, I know there have been studies about 
the way certain chord changes mm-hmm. impact, can make someone believe, like feel that thing, no matter what's being said. Right. And yeah, it, the craft of the song is enough to, to pull you on board, which is scary. Well, that, that's one of the strange things about music, uh, I think, is that it does have that power, that you can hear a thing. Dude, I love music. Yeah, yeah, I love music too. <laughs> music but is I, life, man. I heard Chuck Klosterman talking about this re- recently, and like it, do, you know, music can you can like a thing before you know what it is you like. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it, it or what it's saying, I guess you'll you'll be like, oh man, that I'm feeling the thing this wants me to feel. Yeah, it's out of my control. What is it that it, what is it that it's saying? Oh, uh, <laughs> you know, oh, this like wow, this yeah. like insanely um, over the top, you know, um, fascistic patriotic message like that's okay uh i didn't know that was what i was swept up in but maybe you know but maybe you don't have the uh self-analytical ability to to not just like just end up just riding that train and letting letting yourself be brought into the world through that sort of like people who join cults you know what i mean it's like totally you it's it's also i mean you look at like film music if you ever watch a film without the music or you watch a like a sitcom without music it, it definitely super weird yeah but anyways especially this the more out or the the further you drift from reality the more you need music too i think definitely. Um, i remember in college we one of our professors showed us like the end of star wars on mute mm, yeah it's like the dumbest shit you've ever seen but as soon as you put that john williams score under it that's really oh what you're God. getting yeah i yeah. mean you know and that kind of goes back to what's so strange about this newbie versus Osama thing too, is that the message and the song are not exactly incongruous, but the energy of what's being said is a little different than the energy of the song, the, the con the musical content of the song has, I wouldn't say there's levity to it. They sound like tired old men, but there's definitely like, it has that same like joyous quality of the earlier. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's not even, it's not even like aggressive courtesy of the red, white, and blue at least has this notion of like, yeah, it's celebratory, but it's also like, we're going to go get them. Yeah. This is like really sort of this weak. Cause it's Snoop. <laughs> it's Snoopy. I keep forgetting. It's fucking Snoopy. Yeah, it's Snoopy. <laughs> That's the thing. It's Snoopy. It's so bizarre. It's so strange. It's uh, yeah. Just to continue, and then to harp on that over and over for years is like it's one thing to be like to write the one song, but then to have like this series. It makes me wonder what else. <laughs> what else is in these guys' lot? Like, what did they? What are their jobs? You know what I mean? Like, this is what it makes me wonder. Is like, what you know? Where is this person the manager of? Like, what what is? To, for them to do that and then come back after 40 years, like, I want to know what happened in the middle, these fucking yeah. guys, you know? Yeah. There really isn't much info on them. I mean, original group split up in 69. Some oh, looks like one of the members died in 79. Oh, bummer. Um, and then that's like... Friendly fire. Snoopy got him. It says the Pat, Wa- Pat Waddle... I guess he was one of the members, <laughs> became the lead guitarist and then started playing bass in, you know, an old band, guys he was friends with. And then it cuts to two. Are you telling me these guys wrote their own Wikipedia article? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All these guys put their names in there. 
The current band currently performs regularly around the United States. Who knows when this was updated last, but that's what it says. That's a really vague thing. Um, their singles, you know, discography here, they put out a song called Baby Let's Wait. It didn't chart. Mm-hmm. Snoopy vs. the Red Baron went to number two. Okay. Uh, the Return of the Red Baron went to number 15. They put out a song called Airplane Song, went to 46, not really a hit. Uh, a song called Wednesday went to 97. Snoopy's Christmas didn't chart in America, but it went to number one in New Zealand and Australia. I like how they tried to get away from Snoopy, but it just kept yeah. Them, it just kept dragging him back. <laughs> they had another single, "I Say Love," went to seventy two. Then they hit us with Snoopy for president. They had a song called "Baby Let's Wait." Also, I think it's just hard when it, like it says like on this on here, it's like "Baby Let's Wait." It comes out in sixty eight, you know, and then it says like "From Snoopy for President." Like <laughs> it's on the Snoopy Imagine, for like, President tra- record. <laughs> yeah, like imagine you're trying to sell your single and it's like, oh, I kind of like this song. What album is it on? Oh, Snoopy for President? I'm not fucking buying that. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm what not the a hell child. Is this? <laughs> like, why do I like this song if it's by these guys? It, it kind of, it's funny to me because it's like, um, when you think about how pragmatic the the pop industry was in those days just the fact that like charles schultz struck up a deal and and all this shit of like okay let's do some i and the fact that they re-recorded it with different lyrics just in case they got sued who's making those decisions are they doing all this business themselves like what you know what i mean like this all seems so strange to and and there was a lot of pop music at that time that had the same like you know just the fact they were like let's make a series of songs Using a beloved children's character, and it's about World War One history. <laughs> and you know what? Let's keep driving this thing. We're thinking about like if you look at what the kids are into these days. All the Hanna Barbera cartoons. You got the the wacky racers. You know, there's a lot of there's a German in a plane on that one. Look at Rocky and Bullwinkle. You know, it's sure. like that kind of like industry. Or yeah, like the Archies. Yeah. Like let's make a band out of the Archies, and mm-hmm. they write some of the greatest songs of the century. You know, <laughs> sugar, sugar, can't get enough. Do, 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 do. Oh, they're good. Go through their, it's like the monkeys. You know how a lot of the monkeys is actually really fucking good? Yeah. You know, it's similar to that. You know if what? You look at the Archies, uh, it's decent shit. The, the monkeys uh, were better than... Um, the Royal Guardsmen? <laughs> the monkeys were better than the Royal Guardsmen. They managed to, I think, maintain their number one spot uh while snoopy and the red baron was climbing the charts and oh, at number two no shit this was the yeah. novelty music era yeah everything's here, tv and um it peaked at number two because the monkeys i'm a believer was number one how soon after yellow submarine was this when the beatles got into the cartoon industry um so this was november 66 when does yellow submarine oh that was a little out? later actually yellow submarine 68 Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I, well, I was just wondering because I remember that was a whole thing where they cartoon characters were made of them, and yep. they had it on. I think it was on TV, but they also had different actors doing their voices. Like it was a full on like cross industry thing, and and yeah. you know this just reminds. It's like that's the era of all these new ways of promoting music and and making music something bigger than just a record. You know. Yes. What you're kind of talking about is they're realizing the power of music as like a like a vehicle f- to create you know celebrity and 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 
these and these cartoons like the music was kind of the the important thing and all of these things all of these offshoots were the music was still the center you know right it wasn't like you'd be like oh i love yellow submarine the show at the or the movie and once in a while i put on the album you know what i mean you were into the music and yeah absolutely. The, the the this thing was an extension of the music and i actually feel like as time has gone on and and like or i should say like in our current era it's actually the other way i think i think now like it's more like music is the accessory and the persona comes first um and i i'm thinking about like the way music is like music is a huge part of like something like tiktok yeah but but it's an accessory to it's always like a 15 second clip. It's not the entertainment itself. It gives context to the entertainment. It's the background. Yeah. And I, I, I'm, I'm interested in how that's going to, uh, evolve forward. I mean, this might be a topic for another day to take on entirely, but I think that's like a, I think that's what's happening. Like, well, that, that kind of is, is in the realm of, of what I, what I find, kind of the most interesting one of the most interesting things to me who's listening to music and why are they listening to it and how closely are they listening to it and when right all of these things are because everyone has different habits i know that i listen to music in a very a lot of the time it's sort of like how you would watch tv or watch a movie i'll put it on and i'll focus on it uh-huh. I don't, and I know a lot of people who do, I'm not saying that people don't do that, but I feel like if you ask a lot of people, oh, what did you listen to lately? The, the answer a lot of the time is, well, you know, I haven't really, I usually put music on when I'm working yeah. or I put music on when I'm doing such and such or, and I haven't done that. So I haven't been listening to music lately. You know what I mean? It's like music is, is associated with the background to something or, and and I'm not saying that's the wrong way to enjoy music. Like it's not about that. It it just, when we're talking about music as a commodity and as a consumable product, like something that has this very commercial, super commercial thing, like the Snoopy situation, you just kind of wonder like, okay. And then how is the audience that makes this a hit consuming it? Like what? Like, yeah. You know, are people putting the record on, sitting there and listening to it? Maybe in the 60s, but like now, yeah, talking about how this will evolve, it's a much different item. It's in, you know, I don't know. And I think part of it has to do with like, if you wanted to hear Snoopy versus the Red Baron, you had, I mean, you either had to catch it on the radio or you would purchase the 45, you know, the 45, yeah. a physical object that you had to then, you know, put the needle on. And like, it was very intentional. Whereas, you know, now you just you can absorb music, you know, in a much more passive way, yeah. fl- flipping through whatever social media feed of your choice because it, it comes to you. Yes. And so you're not you, you did a lot of work to go buy Snoopy versus the Red Baron and hear it. You, you, you wanted to do that. You did that on purpose. Whereas now, you know, it just it just seems like we're moving toward a world where music is incidental. You know, it's like. Yeah, it's everywhere it's, and it's kind of nowhere because of that. Yeah, 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 and I think that's an interesting thing. I mean, this is obviously, like I said, a, t- a tangent away from the main song here, but like, 
No, no, no. I, I mean, a I, fascinating I, development, I think, nonetheless. Yeah, and I, I think it's interesting that we're jumping between this is this is hit music and this is like a, a washed up self printed CD by a bunch of old. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because know. we didn't really talk about that. Like the the like you we were, you were saying throughout, like you were calling out sort of the album art. You had Charles Schultz actually. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Commission. I, I mean, yeah. It. Charles Schultz is 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 like involved in this as a business venture yeah and then this you've is got a this, business venture you you've know? got this final actually this this image reminds me <laughs> this image on the snoopy vs. osama video which again has only 8900 views we gotta gotta throw that out there but it <laughs> almost reminds me of the cover of yeezus or like not okay. the cover of yeezus but the image that you see when you listen to yeezus on any streaming platform which is oh, just like the, bl- the blank the CD. cd yeah it is funny that that's because, what chose to just like put that because <laughs> the, somebody scanned so i guess whoever yeah, wrote it you know they, they printed up the cd on a maxell you can see it's a cdr like maxell thing that they printed a label on and then you can see that they scanned the cd back into the computer like and then uploaded an image of the scanned cd with a picture of snoopy on it and like i'm some, I'm looking very close at the the fine print here, and did you see um, if we go down underneath the engineer uh, the engineer's name? We say by Schultz, modified by Burdett. Do you see that? Modified by yeah, it does say that. <laughs> That's I didn't fun, catch that. and it looks like they took the one. It looks like they took the one from the last Snoopy versus the Red Baron, and they. Yeah. F- mirror imaged it and then changed the color of the uniforms. I'm pretty sure that's what happened there. I think you're right. Take a look. You, I got to take a look what? at the, the other one. Um, the Christmas one. I just found another version of this and we no. might be able to close with comments. Okay. Excellent. I can't believe that. I, I, I didn't, I wasn't able to find this before. It has way more views, which is slightly disappointing, but is great for us like it has 217 comments and some of them are already funny oh my god oh my god oh my god what barry winslow commented on oh, oh my god a day ago dude <laughs> can we comment barry back winslow to him? Co- yeah i i feel like we need to reach out and see what's can going we on get him on guy? the pod maybe if we could get him on the pod we could have a civilized conversation about yeah, uh, you know. Oh boy, there are some comments on this, huh? I like how uh, Ivan Pozgage, who uploaded this, his um, his description all lowercase Snoop versus Osama. Yeah, <laughs> I can't see. believe that Barry Winslow commented on this. That's is amazing. it on this one that we're looking at now? No, it's on the first one, and it's funny because I specifically was like, oh, as if these guys are looking up their own music on YouTube. Fucking and of course they are, and dude. I do that. Behold, do that. here is Barry Winslow one day ago. What did he say? Calling out the commenter by name. Uh, well, remember Deidre Ambrose had written, um, believe it or not, I know these guys. I used to hang out at Barry Winslow. Well, Barry Winslow's <laughs> Again, misspelled <laughs> yeah. both times. He, What's that yeah, about? When he, when he lived in Batesville, Arkansas, I know John Burdett as well. Barry and I went to the same church. And Barry... Well, Barry actually says, thanks thanks for this post too, Stephen. Most appreciated. That's good stuff. I Some of my favorite internet com- content is 
just just people who are pre-internet era communicating with each other online because they don't it's like they don't really (laughs) understand yeah it's not that they don't understand the conventions of it i don't i just don't think they understand where their words are going Right, they don't they, know. he doesn't know that, that Stephen isn't seeing this comment, Barry. I'm sorry. I know. I remember my grand my grandfather passed away recently, but I, he he was really insistent on getting into the computer, and right. he would just write things, write you know, just the the stereotypical write Google searches and post them as statuses on Facebook, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. He would ask me like, "Are Google and Facebook fighting?" <laughs> you know, or like, or if I get something with Apple, is Google going to be mad? It's just like this kind of misunderstanding of, of fundamental, what these right. companies are, what they do, where the information's going. It's just so funny to, oh my God. And of course, of course, these folks. Barry Winslow was able to figure out, uh, for one of his comments, where it was going. Um, Evil Rev five months ago, YouTube user Evil Rev five months ago writes, "The vocalist sounds a lot like Don Henley, IMO, in my opinion." <laughs> and I'm seeing here a reply from Barry Winslow oh. one day ago. Thanks for the great compliment. Of course, yeah. Wow, dude, this amazing. is amazing. Ongoing. This is happening, <laughs> dude. He just. This was a day ago. He's still thinking about that. Yeah, today. he's like regularly checking. He didn't post this either. It's not like no, no, no. He's Google. This is under himself. the Royal Guardsman dash topic. <laughs> you know how like they just like have YouTube as like these random channels of like things that are aggregated, sort of. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Oh boy, we're we're want to find us. We want to find us some more good ones uh, to take us out with uh, from comments. this other Snoopy yeah. Snoopy versus Osama all lowercase video. Absolutely, yeah. Here's a few YouTube comments from Snoop versus Osama. Here we go. From R Frank twenty three six years ago, we see so Snoopy took out the Red Baron in nineteen eighteen and Bin Laden in two thousand eleven. What the hell did he do in between? Did he kill Hitler, Stalin? Also, Snoopy is now 665 years old in dog years, assuming he was born in 1918. That's a heck of a life and a pretty impressive resume. Long live Snoopy. I, I love that this person is having so much fun with, with this <laughs> on the song about, you know, that, that describes in graphic detail Charlie Brown, you know, getting injured by an IED and... And Snoopy uh, looking Osama bin Laden in the eye and then shooting him with a sniper rifle. I love that this is like this fun little story and how like, oh, what other adventures did he did he kill Hitler? Like, <laughs> I, I would listen to that fucking song. I'd love to hear those guys tiptoe around that one. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> There's almost like a Forrest Gump uh, <laughs> element to all of this, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did Snoopy run across the country as well? <laughs> Wow. I'm seeing, ooh, I'm seeing from uh, JF 10 months ago and um, Peep Gravy 10 months ago both say, thanks, Drill. Or uh, Peep Gravy says, why did you send me here, Wint? What does it mean? You're a fan. You're a fan. I am. I am a fan of Drill. Let's find that tweet. Yeah, we got to find that. (laughs) Uh, For those who don't know, uh, the, the, um, the king of Twitter, basically, how else would you describe Drill? Uh, he's he's an he's a a sort of a artist whose medium is is Twitter, 
is how that's I that's a good way it. of yeah. putting it. Yeah, he's he just straight up tweeted just the video, no comment, <laughs> nothing. That if you you should, um, uh, yeah, if you're listening to this, you should check out at Drill on Twitter and, and sort of look at that, and you'll see that this song kind of fits the content uh-huh. very very June, well. June twenty fourth, twenty nineteen. Recent man, yeah, yeah, that's shocking. Okay. Here we go from YouTube user <laughs> Lube. What? As I just clicked it. One of the replies. One of the replies is just is a, a screenshot of a YouTube comment that says, "Just enjoy the song and don't bring politics into it." <laughs> just a, so just good. the exact response you'd expect from from one of these folks. Okay, this is one I actually, I screenshotted it earlier because I didn't want to interrupt you, but I saw it and I was like, this is, this is good. Uh, YouTube user, uh, I think it's Luber, two years ago says, oh, please, please talk him into concluding the trilogy. We never found out after the Christmas song if Snoopy ever finished the job. Whoa. It's like they Sinister. moved. Yeah, that was on the original, the Red Baron one. And I really yeah. loved it because it's like, they did not conclude that story. What are they? No, they, they really did. They moved yeah. on. Snoopy's doing other shit. How? Yeah, and and with that comment, what are? And not to mention the the final words of the. So there, there's three songs, right? There's yep. Snoopy versus the Red Baron, Return to the Red Baron, and then the Christmas one where there's the truce. And at the end of the Christmas one, it says the Baron offered a holiday toast. Uh, and Snoopy, our hero, saluted his host, and then with a roar, they were both on their way each knowing they'd meet on some other day. Wow. So this person is, they're right. There, There's yeah. a cliffhanger there. But maybe this is a story that shouldn't end, you know? Maybe we should. Uh-huh. It's the top in Inception, the spinning top, you know? It's the yep, yep. It's the, the everlasting question, whatever did happen to the Red Baron? What did Snoopy accomplish? Let's get some more comments. So, Here's one from Deer Hunt in 01, six years ago. Can't believe this was their last song. My grandfather has an awesome voice. And what? Then, and then a reply <laughs> from Barry Winslow. Thanks, buddy. Love you. Four months ago. Whoa. So the Whoa. comment was six years ago. And then Barry Winslow responds to his grandson four months ago. <laughs> um, we have from... YouTube user Alfred F. Jones five years ago. We need to bring back John Wayne so he can team up with Snoopy to take down ISIS. <laughs> like, why is... Who are these what? childish old weirdos? Like, What does that even mean, bring back John Wayne? Another hero of, of the world. Well, I get cl- that, but man. it's like, in what capacity bring him back? <laughs> Just like John Wayne, John Wayne's animated corpse and uh, <laughs> Snoopy the cartoon. <laughs> Snoopy the cartoon dog. Yeah. yeah um, oh, boy. ISIS will be no match for them. Yeah. There's so much, like, people are, are who are commenting on this are, like, finding other enemies for Snoopy. They want to see Snoopy mm-hmm. go ham on more people. Like, they want to see... <laughs> They want to see Snoopy just act out his murderous rage, his righteous anger, and and bring the sword of justice against their enemies. We have <laughs> YouTube user Manic two years ago says, next it's Snoopy versus Kim Jong-un. Watch out, Kim, because Snoopy is coming for you. 
Timothy Thomas, five years ago, says, Hooray for America's hero, spelled H-E-R-O-E, Snoopy. (laughs) YouTube user Austin Booth, five years ago, says, This song gave me a ton of hope before we got Osama Bin Laden. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's pathetic. That's the saddest thing. This song gave me hope because I was sitting here upset and I was scared, and, and these people reassured me, Snoopy's going to get this fucker. <laughs> Snoopy's going to take him down. I really wonder how these people heard the song. Like, It's not like it got wide release. It was clearly like independently released on fucking CDR or whatever. Yeah. You know? It's, it's <laughs> an internet thing. We got another comment. Andrew Wesley Hudson, 10 months ago, says, Snoopy may be our only defense against Beto. Go Snoopy. <laughs> Like Beto O'Rourke, I think. (laughs) Yep, there's that comment. Just enjoy the song and don't bring politics into it. (laughs) Christian T007, seven years ago. (laughs) That is so funny. This also kind of speaks to the age of the audience uh, of this thing. And just talking about how people don't understand how communication over the internet works. YouTube user Mary Moore, four years ago, writes, there's like a header to the YouTube comment that says Mary Moore and then the date, 11-18-2015 and then line break. Uh Uh-huh. Love it. We need someone like Snoopy to take down ISIS. I just love that this has the header of like a letter, like a business email. (laughs) It's so strange that there's consensus that we need someone like Snoopy. Yeah. Uh, YouTube user Janet Maine seven years ago, that brave little beagle. We got a couple comments here that are kind of connected. We have... Rick the Crofter eight years ago says, I hear the Navy SEALs did have a dog with them. I wonder, wink emoji. <laughs> and then another comment, which, which is from Kent A. Mitchell. It is, it is somewhat, like, I don't know if ironic is the right word, but the idea that they did have a dog with them is, or, or maybe that was the most recent thing. Yeah. Though, this other guy. Was, oh, I don't know. Mind. I, I, someone else maybe commented, he's confusing yeah maybe that's what that that really horrific comment about the dog conan remember from the first video yes yes because uh, that, I, I, i'm picturing that tweet that trump set out where he he was him putting the medal of freedom on the dog yeah <laughs> oh, oh god it's a fucking country okay yeah youtube user brandon carroll uh, seven years ago, sort of responding to the same thing about the dog with the Navy SEALs. If it was a beagle on a doghouse, I believe Snoopy fired the shot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh. I can't tell if this person is trying to be funny or, like, really feels this way, but YouTube user uh, Kalvinsky one year ago says, Snoopy should be sent into battle against ISIS in North Korea. When this beagle picks up a rifle, the streets will run on red with the blood of the damned. Whoa. <laughs> Intense. So how do we wrap this up? Because I, I don't know. I, you know, usually we talk about, like, how could this have been salvaged? But there's, like... First of all, there's like 15 songs you listen to here. They're all the same fucking song, except mm-hmm. for that last one. I don't know that there's a salvageable quality to this. It's, it's, I, I'm, I'm more kind of just want to reflect now on the thing to me that is the most striking about Snoopy versus Osama in, in, in this sort of ex, uh, expanded Snoopy universe, Snoopy right. war universe 
that we're in right now. It's funny to me how much that can change your perception of the original thing, because to me, there was an innocence until I heard every version of it. There was an innocence about the Snoopy versus the Red Baron. I think a lot of it is because I was only familiar with the Christmas one. And if you're just listening to the chorus on that and you're, you're thinking it was like rat-a-tat-tat, like toy soldier fun, you know, like quote unquote war, but it's like, you're playing with toys at Christmas kind of thing. You know what I mean? That was kind of the energy I got from it. There was an innocence to it. It's young people singing. It's like, it's like, oh, it's but, fun but little war additionally, story. You know? Additionally, that song is about a peaceful moment. It's about a truce. That too. Yeah. There's a, there's a sense of like. It's like Christmas is bigger than all of this. Yeah. You know. We may it, be murderers, but we are Christian. Yes. It's a time. Yeah. It's a time to, you know, appreciate your fellow man, even if you are across the battlefield from him mm-hmm. or her. Mm-hmm. Um that it that the sentiment of that if that's the only version of this you're hearing is wholesome and it's not it doesn't, it's innocent like it you doesn't said. make you think about i mean it's also we're so far removed from we weren't alive for the time when the germans were the enemy like we weren't right. we weren't alive for that period in in popular culture where every villain was you know a nasty german there was a lot of media where that was a thing you know what I mean? Like, I, I, you know, I know we're familiar with the fucking horrors of Germany. Like, we don't, mm-hmm. it's not that. It's just the sense that, like, me as a child in the 90s, you know, us as right. children in the 90s, there isn't this, um, we're not seeing it on the news every night. Now, when you're seeing it on the news every night, you go, oh, wait a second. This is a war anthem. This is like a, uh-huh. this is like a murderous fucking anthem of of violence and, and destruction and and just horrible imagery like just horrific imagery and then i go back to the original and i listen closely to the lyrics and i go oh man they're talking about mowing people down yeah like like people on the ground from a fucking plane like that's nuts it's just a weird it, yeah it really does the hearing the new thing does really change your perception of the old thing I'm not sure how to reflect on it, to be honest, uh, you know? Yeah, uh, I, I guess my question would be, this is kind of a reverse of, of like, we don't, we don't usually do this at the end of the episode, but what was your first impression hearing this? Like, what was your immediate, I mean, I bet it was similar to mine where I, I while I was listening to this, I was, I was alternating between laughing and just purely incredulous. Uh, yeah, somewhere, at what I somewhere was between, it's, it's like, comedy and horror all at once right because of how small it is you can sense how real it is like you see barry commenting this is like a few guys who are (laughs) known in the town they live in as those guys who had a hit in the 60s and they're very anti but i didn't even know that yet i think you know what just like what first hit me was uh First of all, the absurdity of the title. It's fucking Snoopy. I we can't keep getting away from it because Yeah. It's Snoopy. Just <laughs> just that is like enough. Snoopy versus Osama. I'm in. Like I'm like, what is this? I wanna it's, know. I need it to know. It sounds like this is a term I don't use very often, so I don't know exactly the application, but that sounds like a shit post. <laughs> it to does me, sound right? like a shit post. And I believe that's why Drill put it out there, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um it's yeah. perfect. Yeah. It's the whole uh, thing. It, it a shit doesn't post. sound re- it's like how could that be real? And then to find out that there's like a whole 
backstory to this 50 years of songs leading up to uh, Snoopy vs. Osama. You know, I, I think I'll close by saying yeah. this. I think uh, there's something interesting to think about here. Um, I think that, that, that uh, the Christmas version is often held up as like an anti-war song because it is... Yeah. It, it, it has that protest... Or not protest. The, it has the truce or the, you know, the ceasefire element. And I think it's interesting the way I think this, the song, the trajectory of the Snoopy versus series follows what has happened with like boomers in general, I think, where it's just kind of interesting how, you know, you fast forward 50 years or whatever, and now the anti-war people have become. There's a certain, yeah. The pro-war people, you know? Well, I don't, I don't necessarily think they were anti-war. I think they were like, they're like military history buffs. Mm. And they were celebrating the glorious chivalry of civilized combat. You know what I mean? It was like that kind of like of yes, these these warriors. And 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 I think that that I because of what pop culture was at the time, intellectual popular culture was so anti-war. You just assume. Yes. You're like, of course, these guys, they're in this bubblegum pop 60s world. Summer of love's coming around, the protest, whatever the fuck. Um, political turmoil. This must be a protest song. It's like, no, no, these guys love war. They think war is really cool, and this was a cool thing that happened. It in reminds war. me of reminds me of something we were saying earlier about liking the music, the, about the boot in your ass song. Yeah, liking the music before. So it's like you might throw on one of these Snoopy songs and be like, oh, I like this. They, they were doing the opposite thing. They were sneaking in a pro-war <laughs> message through yeah. the you know this medium that was assumed to be the opposite. Yeah, programming children. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I don't know. That's that's an extreme. That's an extreme viewpoint on this, but like there is a hey, certain thing. Hey, you know, my grandmother got radicalized into a Trump supporter by Fox News recently. It happens. Yeah. It's scary. It's like mm-hmm. it's so it's just funny. It's just funny. This fucking world well, we live in. I think I think that probably uh, wraps it up. I, I mean, would agree with that. Yeah. I, How uh, much more can we say? I this was an emotional roller coaster for me. I am very upset by this song. <laughs> I, uh, but I'm glad I know it exists now because it's just another little nugget of of just the the how intricately bizarre like popular music is. You you miss these little crazy fucking pockets of of the pop world a lot. Yeah, and, and it's like it just makes me happy to see all the variety of shitheads that are out there. You know, <laughs> it's just such a big world full of people I haven't made fun of or felt better than yet. So. Yes. Keep it coming. I, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> well, uh, thank you for uh, listening to us, despite the music we just subjected you to. Remember to like and subscribe, folks. Oh, maybe we should do that. Um, yeah, please, um, if you like what you hear, tell your friends who are also like the kind of people who might like this kind of thing. Um, you can find us on Instagram at Turn It Down Podcast. You can write us an email at turnitdownpodcast at gmail.com. Please do. Um, and you can find us on Twitter at turnitdownpod. Those are some Steve tweets. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, everyone. Yeah. And we'll see you next time. Yes. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Osama bin Laden won't be running away. Snoopy finally found him and this was the day. He took him out. He took him out. And now the world can sing. Goodbye.